Blog Talk Radio. Praise God, stand by. We're waiting to get on air with our Facebook live video segment. Okay, praise God. Welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Ministries. This is our Sabbath service. I have a lot to say. There are some things that the Spirit of God has put in my spirit to teach you concerning demons. We are under an assault when people can't even see what's going on. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Holy Spirit, use me as your oracle. We thank you for the Sabbath day. We thank you that you are Lord of Sabbath, you are the Son of God, and you have not eliminated the Sabbath. We ask that you allow the hearer to be blessed. We bind every demonic spirit that would block the hearer from hearing what thus says the Lord would speak today on the issue of demons. We give all honor and glory to you. We ask that you bring the Holy Spirit, the comforter, to teach us. We bind every demon that would block a person from hearing this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first thing I would like to say is in Psalms chapter 122, verse 6, says, Pray, peace of Jerusalem. I want to correspond with a lot of emails that I'm getting on the Internet radio before we start this teaching on the ministry of deliverance. I am pro-Israel. Christianity comes from Israel. And there are a lot of people that's coming up against Israel. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, it says, Bless those who bless Israel and curse those who have cursed Israel. I ask that if you don't know anything about the Israeli people or the Jewish covenant or anything about this, please pray and don't take no sides so you don't know what you're getting into. I'm going to give you a brief uh, understanding of the children of Israel who's God's people. And then we're going to get into the teachings on demons. About 1,900 B.C., I'm going to, this is the most simplest form I can give it, chose a man named Abram, A-B-R-A-M. Later, he renamed him Abraham to come to the father of a nation for whom he planned a special destiny. God made a covenant with Abraham in which he promised that though his descendants and all nations would be blessed, God confirmed this covenant in Psalm chapter 50, verse 5. To Abraham's son Isaac and to his grandson Jacob, whom name he changed to Israel. 430 years later, through Moses, God made a future covenant, Jacob's descendants, the nation of Israel, 
in which he gave them a complete set of laws and a fuller picture of their destiny. Later, God sent prophets to Israel who predicted how their destiny would be worked out. The Torah, the first four books of the Bible, the prostitute, that's the law. It went to the children of Israel. How many people God promised Abraham that people would be blessed through him? In Genesis 12, 3, all nations, the families of the earth, all the families of the earth. This is why Israel is under attack. The smokescreen is for you to see Hamas. The demonic is the spirit of the Antichrist. It is against the Messiah. And what you're seeing is a result of disobedience to Sarah. Sarah told Abraham to have a child. God didn't tell him to do that. God told him that you're going to have a child. God told Sarah, you're going to have a child. And she laughed. This is what disobeying God, and this is what not understanding faith can cause a person. Well, she said, go and lay with Hagar, and he did. And Hagar had a child named Ishmael. And these are brothers that you see in fighting over. They are half-brothers. They have the same father, but a different mother. How many people did God promise to make Abraham a father of many nations? That's in Genesis chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. With whom did God make an everlasting covenant with? Abraham. That's in Genesis 17, verse 7. What promise did God give to Abraham in this covenant? That's in Genesis 17, 7. To be God to him and to his descendants. Which two descendants of Abraham were later included by name in this covenant? which is in Exodus, chapter 6, verse 3 through 4, Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 42, and Exodus 2, verse 24, Isaac and Jacob. What new name did God give to Jacob? Israel, Genesis 35, 10. What two pictures did God use to show Abraham how numerous his descendants would be? In Genesis chapter 22, verse 17, the stars of heaven, the sands of the sea. How many people did God promise Abraham would be blessed in his seed? Which is in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, all the nations on earth. Why did God promise this to Abraham? Which is in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. Because Abraham obeyed God's voice. And this is what we need to do. What did God require Abraham to do for his children and his household in order to receive what God has promised him? Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. To command them to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. What were the first two demands that God made on Israel when they came to Mount Sinai in Exodus 19:5? One, to obey God's voice. Two, to keep God's covenant. Provided Israel fulfilled these promises and these demands, 
what three things did God promise they would be to him? According to Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 and 6. A special treasure to God above all people. So you people need to leave Israel alone. I pray for the Palestinians. I'm not going against Israel. A special treasure to God above all people. A kingdom of priests, a holy nations. What else did God promise Israel on the same conditions of Deuteronomy 28.1? To set them high above all the nations of the earth. State two ways that would affect the attire of other people toward Israel, Deuteronomy 28.10, they would see that the Israelis are called by the name of the Lord. They will be afraid of Israel. And we have an antichrist spirit that's coming up against Israel right now. This, this is spiritual. What would be the result of Israel keeping God's covenant, Deuteronomy 29.9? They would prosper in all what they did. God's favor would be revealed through the Psalms and through the prophets. What are the two ways in which God favors and blessings of Israel, which affect the rest of the whole world? In Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2, God's way will be known on earth. God's salvation will be known among all nations through his son Jesus. The Jewish people have given us the savior of the world, the Messiah. Be very careful when you're judging Israel. Be very careful. Don't judge Israel if you don't know anything about the history of it. Just pray for peace. Amen? All right. We're going to get to demons. Where do demons operate at? How do they spread their gospel? They got a gospel, which is another Jesus. Demons can use the body of Christ, the church. Let me say this again. Demons can use the body of Christ. Demons can use and get in the church and put his ministers on the pulpit. And we have a lot of that today. Now, the Bible definitely says that he has ministers. And everything I'm going to show you is in the scriptures. Please turn to the book of 2 Corinthians. I need 2 Corinthians, and I have to change glasses because this is a little too small for my eyes. <laughs> All right, I can see. Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians, and I'm going to show you how demons have settled in the church and how they're ministering to people who think that they're hearing something from Christ when they're not. Hmm. Paul, in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 11, and I would advise any of you, and there's a lot of people who email me and ask me, what Bible do you read? I read Life in the Spirit Bible. I have a Derek Prince Bible. I sit under Derek Prince. I don't listen to nobody else. Did you hear what I say? I don't listen to nobody else. I listen to Frank Hammond. Everybody's on my radio station that I know that's a good teacher, I listen to. But I studied the Bible, and I read from Life in the Spirit Bible. 
the Bible here says in the contents in Second Corinthians 11, Paul, fear of false teachers. We have a lot of false teachers in the body of Christ. Let me give you an example. Most people are going to church on, on a day that they don't even know that's the wrong day. Well, how come the, the pastors know that? They don't want to teach that. Because they any time that you go against Scripture, you're going against God. Now, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, 1, Would to God you could hear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousies. For I have inspired to you one husband that I may preserve you as a chastened virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any, as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtlety to the minds, should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. Your mind should be corrupt. Now, how can the devil corrupt a person's mind? By not teaching the gospel of Christ, by putting certain truth in it, taking certain truth out of it. That's called error. And it is another Jesus that's on the pulpit every Sunday. There are two Jesus. Paul, Paul speaks of this false Jesus, and this is the one that I'm going to teach about, demons in the church with this other Jesus. In Second Corinthians 11.4, Paul says, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, I want you to pay close attention to that scripture. Here the Bible speaks of another Jesus. Oh, my. Oh, my. And Acts 10.38 says that how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all with that oppressed of the devil. That one verse shows you the complete picture of Jesus. Cast out demons, heal the sick. But this Jesus, but if he that come and preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Now, the Jesus that Paul preached, was the same Jesus that I'm quoting to you in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 38. This is the complete picture of Jesus' work, and the Bible definitely solidifies it. How God anointed. Notice that the Godhead is in here. Now, Jesus is also in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, when God said, God said, let us, that's more than one. So Jesus has always been with God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Notice that he says Jesus of Nazareth. Notice even in the Bible that demons say, I know who they are. Thou art Jesus of Nazareth. Then it says, with the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost have gifts and powers in 1 Corinthians 12 speaks of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all the nine gifts. We'll teach that later on. But that is included with, with, with Jesus and with power. So you see that? 
and with power, but this other Jesus that we see preaching today does not have any power. Who went about doing good, watch this, and healing. You got the healing ministry in this. You got the Holy Ghost in this. You got power in this. You got his Father God in this scripture. And you got anointed, that he's been anointed, Jesus of Nazareth. So this is identifying who we need to be in contact with, this one here. And then it says, who went about doing good, watch this, and healing, that's the ministry of healing, now watch the ministry of deliverance, all that were, watch this, oppressed of the devil, oppressed of the devil, that's deliverance, oppressed of the devil, oppressed of the devil, oppressed of the devil. Now, what happens when we get this other Jesus? Well, I can definitely explain that to you very, very, very simple. This other Jesus performs very heavy on a church services on a Saturday, on a Sunday. Clues to identifying this, this other Jesus is to really look at the scriptures and see what the scripture says about this stuff. The other Jesus bringing great swelling words, words that sound very well called theologians, educated enemies of God. I tell you right now, T.D. Jakes ain't no teacher to me. I don't like preaching. I like teaching. I don't, preaching is to be uplifted. I, I can uplift myself through praising the Lord. No wrong with preaching. I like teaching. But you got a lot of these pastors who are preaching something that they're not even really doing themselves. I do not see these mega ministries dealing with the ministry of deliverance or casting out demons. I, I don't see that. I don't see it. Why not it's there? Because they don't have no power. Why do people go to stuff like this? Because it's a feel-good message. It does not bring any condemnation at all. And when you want to play with your life, because tomorrow your life can be required by God. You know, we don't, People think that they're going to live forever. I notice that people, people go and take a 501c3 and invest and and do all this stuff that they do prepare. But they don't prepare their life for everlasting life. They will go to a preacher that they want to hear instead of what God wants to give them, which is another Jesus. It's just another spirit. If there's no casting out of demons in the presence of that church or any signs following anybody in there, you need to leave out of there. Because great swelling words and, 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 and performance cannot heal you when you need to get healed from a problem. See, we are dependent too much on the pastors and his staff. I don't know if they're anointed or not. Just because you got one or two words now, that don't mean nothing. 
What is he teaching you? Is he casting out demons? Is he breaking curses? Because if you're getting into a church that has nothing but just performances and like to perform, you're going to miss the power. See, you can't see how it's demonstrated when you're in a church where the pastor has no anointing. He doesn't talk anything about demons. He don't know nothing about it. And then you go to church and you hear things. That's good. But I don't think it's everlasting change. The only thing that can change you is to get something out of you that lives in you that you haven't been trained that it lives in you. Demons, all in the Bible. You never hear a prosperity church talk about demons, ever. So what takes the place of the power of God is great swelling words. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speak great swelling words. If you're under something like that, you're not going to grow. And, and people are very, very comfortable uh, in uh, living like this. And you don't know the Bible because they're not going to teach you the Bible. Now, I tell the pastors with the computers, I'm never bringing a computer on a pulpit. I'm going to keep my Bible with me. I am not trusting in no computer. Now, the devil has planted himself in the church with great nothings. A great nothing is an educated enemy of God, a theologian. He's been trained by his mind, by the educational resources that's been prevented in front of him, not by the Holy Ghost. And then what you have is enticing words, but don't have any demonstration of the spirit and the power. This is how the devil is operating in the church. A lot of prosperity ministries, just regular churches, everyday sermons of churches don't never deal with the devil on no sermon, nowhere on tomorrow. Not even named in the subject, not even even mentioned. In 1 Corinthians 2, 4 it says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So you're getting enticing words of a man's wisdom and now when you start getting a man teaching like that, uh-oh, you are being taught by the devil because his earthly wisdom is devilish. Hmm. A great nothing. The first great nothing I ever met was Emmanuel Williams, the king of all donkeys. E.W. Pitiful. And God's taking his pulpit back. But this wisdom, James 3.17, but this wisdom that is from above is first pure. Theirs are not pure because they use head knowledge. In James 3.15, it says, this wisdom descended not from above. Watch this. But it's earthly, sensual, devilish. Earthly, being on earth with your earth experience, sensual from your soul, devilish from demons. And this is what you get on the pulpit. Oh, he sounds so good. And those who are educated like the proper cadence of English speaking. It ain't doing nothing about the devil. 
It ain't, it ain't helping you with your problem. But you still go there, and then I see people go to these churches, and they give, <laughs> they give the man all their money. Then they come here, they're all busted up, messed up, bent out of shape, hurt. They need healing. They can't even give. And then they stick and hang around you for five years and don't give you a dime. Well, January of 2024, the Lord told me that's going to be over. Anyone who I minister to you to in January 2024 will have to set a tithe, offering, or gift. I've done it for 14 years. A laborer is not worthy if it's higher. And I'm looking for real people who are going to bless the Lord through their giving. And I bless them through what God gives me to help their life life-changing situations. I'm not talking about just giving you something that uh, that can't help you. To ward off the enemy and to get victory over the devil, you're going to win in everything you do. Why is it that a person can go to a great nothing and give them everything, and then they come to a deliverance minute, they want you to do everything for them? They ain't never heard no revelation. Then they, want, they, they don't even want to cast out, they want you to do that for them. In 2024, operations move fast. There will be a lot of people going to be left behind if you don't catch yourself up with the Lord. Now, the Lord is also telling me that I need to share this with people. This artificial intelligence is nothing but demons. This is going to set up the mark of the beast, world dominance. Artificial intelligence is going to be used by the devil. The Lord told me to tell you that we must fast Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, until November, if we want to get Donald Trump out of office. This man is unfit. There are demonic principalities that is doing everything it can to eliminate a democracy. And most Americans are allowing it to happen because of the jealous spirit and covetousness that they have to be greedy to keep everything for themselves. The demographics of the United States is changing multicultural. And the devil knows that. And the devil will use any person, any race of any human being that's vulnerable to what he has to give them in their natural mind to hear. This is what's causing the problem to mankind. We need to learn the ministry of deliverance and to be able to discern right and wrong. I ask that you call and go with me on a fast. I'm fasting, and I'm praying that this man goes to court. If you people allow this man to get in office, it's going to mess up America. I'm warning you, you have to fast against this. If you are at a church that's bringing excellency of speech, you'll never see the ministry of deliverance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1, And I, brother, when I come to you, I came not with excellency of speech, or of wisdom, declaring unto the testimony of God. Paul didn't come to that way because he noted that human wisdom is demonic. And this is what's teaching people on uh, service on Sundays, doctrines of demons from the theologians. Or even a non-theologian who don't even cast out demons. But it's, just, it's, it's amazing how people, they'll pray in tongues, but they won't 
cast out demons. And the Jesus, first thing Jesus said, in my name, you should cast out devils. And then the second one, he said, you can speak in tongues. But everybody go and speak in tongues first, and they don't do the first one, but they do the second one. That's the devil. That's, 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 that's the devil. That's another Jesus. Halfway. Oh, they take tongues. They don't want to take cast out demons. You ever notice that about certain churches? We're talking about demons today. Jesus says in Mark sixteen seventeen, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. That's the first thing he said. The second thing, they shall speak with new tongues. That's the second one. Everybody's doing the second one, but not doing the first one. Why? Because of great nothings on the pulpit. Religious acts and human effort, efforts from the mind is apart from God's grace. No matter how well intentions, you will always find yourself in an Ishmael area where there are great nothings. Christians, churches which have tasted the grace of God but have turned away and to begin trusting in their own intellectual efforts and their own methods and their own religious forms and terms of demons that have been taught by doctrines of devils by not using the scriptures is subject to death and destruction from Satan. Demons don't want you to read the Bible. Demons want to keep you away from studying the Bible. They want to keep you from knowing who Christ is. And they will work all their life to do it if they can. Their job is to entice you and keep you from knowing who Jesus is. Three main objectives that demonic spirits have is to, one, torment and torture you. That's what they want to do. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10. 10. And Jesus said, I have come to give you life, and that you may have life abundantly. Demons want to kill you, steal you, and destroy you. They don't want you reading the Holy Bible. They don't want you to read the King James Virgin Bible. They don't want you to listen to Derek Prince. They want you to listen to T.T. Jakes. They want you to listen to Joe Osteen. They say, go listen to him. You're serving the Lord. You ain't got to go that deep. Yeah, that's right. I ain't got to get all on that. Now I'm just praise the Lord. He said, praise the Lord, and you go straight to hell from denying all of the gospel, but picking up certain excerpts of the gospel of what your fleshly mind wants to hear. You are on the way to hell. You must recognize that you are dealing with a person without bodies. They want to torment and torture you. They want to keep you from knowing who Christ as Savior is. And they do not want to let you get any revelation from Christ. Paul says, I neither received it by man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus, Galatians 1.12. They don't want you to receive any revelation. 
If they can keep you from getting revelation, you really can't grow with the Lord. Now, what the devil and the demons do, they count on you to be lazy. There are a lot of lazy Christians. Christians like to sit back and watch TV all day. Well, if you like that, I guarantee you, you're going to be the ones who are going to be tormented and tortured. You're going to be the ones who are not knowing who Christ is. You'll be the one where the demons can keep you from serving Christ effectively. Demons love to pop on your flesh. Now, if you are lazy, you really need to come out this spiritual laziness because you are a friend to the devil. Oh, you ain't got to read the Bible. Just go, just read a couple of verses. Or, you know, it's pitiful. People call me and tell me they read their meditations. That's uh, that's ridiculous. You read your, you're supposed to meditate day and night. They say read meditation. They say meditate. Y'all come, come, come knocking on my door, give me some meditation book. I need the Bible. I don't need that. Start studying the Bible. Start disciplining yourself. Why somebody got to push you and you can't push yourself? It's your soul. It's because when you die, your mama ain't going to be there on Judgment Day. You're going to be you and Jesus. And you're going to be judged for everything you've done, everything, all your spiritual laziness, your finger-banging, ball-bucking, your anger. Look. You better get it right before you leave the earth because tomorrow's not promised for nobody. You have another Jesus that's on the pulpit moving very fiercely and which is being used by false apostles. In 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, it says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Now, if you don't have the, the gift of discerning, you, you can't even see that. This is why you have to read the Bible. See, the demons don't want you to know that you can have gifts of discernment of the Holy Spirit, not just me. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, great nothings, his ministers, theologians, his ministers, E.W., his ministers, Emmanuel Williams, his ministers, T.T. Jakes, his ministers, Joe Osteen, his ministers also be transformed as ministers, as the ministers of righteousness, whom in should be according to their works, whom in should be according to their works. Did T.T. Jakes cast out demons? No. Well, Jesus commands us to do. How come you don't cast out demons? And they said, then I call for that. And didn't you go get in a $1,000 line, a $100,000 line, and all you're going to get is the blow. You ain't got nothing. These are demons. These are doctrines of devils in the church. And they want to keep you from knowing the Bible, and they want to get you under some fool that don't know the Bible himself. Most of these pastors have to go to a bookstore to write their sermons out. It's pitiful. What the devil wants to give you is theology. 
And what that does is it exalts itself above revelation if you said none of it. Then what he wants to give you is academic achievement, which is above character. Did the devil give you psychiatry? Go on, go to, to, to carry your, your child to a psychiatrist. The child needs a psychiatry. Hang on, we have a guest coming. And so what this stuff does, it interferes with the fellowship of Christians. Where a Christian does not know the Bible, he is subject to every form of attack that you can imagine that that Christian is going through. If you don't know the Bible, you will be totally deceived in even serving Christ. Organizations are nothing but doctrines of demons. You know, there's the Kappa Alpha Psi, the Phi Nu Pi, the ones who pledge with the cane. They make an oath that they'll go through the burning sands, and that's not in the Bible. If you're going to burn the sand, do you know you're burning the children of Israel? Because God says that the children of Israel will be like that, that of, the, of the sands. See, it's all a trap from the devil when you don't know the word of God. Now, if you don't know it, all types of attacks can come. You can go the wrong way in doing things. I was on an oath. I got rid of it. <laughs> Lord told me, I didn't, call, I didn't call you for that. Freemasonry's is totally against Scripture. These are doctrines of devils. Let me show you why organizations are contrary to the Word of God. Please turn to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11, verse 47. In Matthew 11, we're talking about obstacles and how the devil can trap us. And he's good at throwing an illusion to us if we don't know the truth. Now, this is a very powerful statement about a real true family. And I can testify to this. I am Roman Catholic. I don't do Christmas trees. It is a violation of the Bible. They say, well, no, you can't do nothing. Well, the scriptures has the last word in my life. And if you are a Christian, the word of God should be the last word and the first in your life. Now, just briefly, before I show you about this sorority thing and the connecting with organizations that's contrary to scripture there is something that people do every even born again spirit-filled christians is to put a christmas tree in your house a lot of people don't realize that the bible is against this this has nothing to do with jesus the lord told me how come you can't give your people a gift every day go you, you do you need the devil to say okay go give somebody something the, the the birth of Jesus Christ is every day when he lives in us. We don't need the world to tell us, let's worship baby Jesus. 
He's not a baby. Jesus is a spirit. So what we do, we bring in something that is not of God. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Hear ye the words which the Lord spoken unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen. That the heathen, the word heathen is anybody that don't believe in Jesus. And in this society where we live in, Jesus is narrowed down to just a cartoon image. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. But the customs of the people are vain. Watch this. For one cut a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands, the work it with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails, and they hammer it that it moves not. That's against scripture. Most children, when they see Christmas, they see Santa Claus. They don't see nothing about Jesus. It's it's an illusion to get you away from the birth of the Messiah. The Bible said that the Son of God had not had a place to lay his head. So how was Santa Claus going to give Jesus something when he didn't have a place to lay his head? How can a white man come come out of all these different chimneys and not get dirty? You know, I live in Jamaica, too, and the Jamaicans would tell me, Apostle. And I like how he talked and say, me don't have a, a chimney. How's Santa Claus going to come see me? <laughs> and I told him, there is no such thing as Santa Claus. It's not in the Bible. Santa Claus is nowhere in the Bible, but guess what? $30.20 billion is spent on one day. Now, we want to deal with something that a lot of Christians don't deal with. And it comes through tradition of young people maybe going to school or going to college and, and they want to do certain things which good. But there's not a lot of information on, on what I'm about to say. Secret organizations is against scripture. I was in one. Now you're going to say, wait a minute, now you, my uncle's an alpha. I don't care who he is. I'm going to tell you what the word says, and then it's up to you. Now, if you know the truth and not do it, it's going to be consequences that you obey God's word. If you're a Christian, you have a right to do wrong. God doesn't take nobody's will away from him. He that want to be righteous, let him be righteous. He that wishes to be filthy, let him be filthy still. The devil is deceiving a lot of people through these organizations. Let me say, any organization that consider you as a sorrow sister or any kind of sister that's not a sister in the body of Christ is not your sister. And when you say the word sister, that's a very powerful, powerful meaning. And before I show you this in the Bible, the definition of sister, oh my God, a woman or girl in relationship of a daughter, a son, are her parents of one of the same parent. Well, if we're children of God, that would mean God would be our father. But in these organizations, you have people who are not Christians that join these organizations. And what happened is you make an agreement with a person who's not saved. And in in Amos 3.3, the word says, how can two come together unless they agree? So if you agree to the principles of the sorority, in which, con- which is contrary to the Bible, then you're compromising the word of God. And then you're going to have to give an answer to God with that. 
Now, let me show you what I'm saying. In the book of Matthew, chapter 12, is that a, is that a, a Bible on there? Oh, I thought that was a Bible. <laughs> sure. Right here, sister. I got one of my old sisters from the Cambridge. She's come see me all the time, Sister Kathleen. I'm glad to see her. You're not, can't nobody see you on there, sister. You're all right. You're fine. You can plug it up and put it in there. Get a charge. In the scriptures of Matthew chapter 12, verse 46, I don't have a Bible. She has a Bible? Yeah. Okay, go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 14. She looks just like her mama. <laughs> Boy, time, man, I'm getting old. I remember when she was a little kid. Look at this grown woman. <laughs> Amen. Let me know when you get Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. Have you pledged yet? Well, I pray to God you hear me. Because you're a good uh, woman and you come from a good mother, and I would never tell you anything that's not scripture. Because there's a lot of things out here, ma'am, that the world does that Christ is against. And I wouldn't want to see you have a curse on yourself. Because I was in a secret organization, I had to get rid of it. I was in a secret organization, and I had to renounce it. And when I renounced it, my finances broke. I got I got healed from high blood pressure. I don't have to take high blood pressure no more. These sororities and stuff is very deadly. Let me show you why. In the book of Matthew, chapter twelve, verse forty six, I want you to follow me in Matthew twelve, forty six and forty seven. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother, that's Jesus' mother. You see where it is? His mother and his brethren. That means he has brothers, right? So, so far we see that Jesus was talking to his mama and his brother, right? That's physical family, right? That's like you and your mama, right? Now, watch how shocking Christ is. His brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. So, that means it was bad, right? Okay, then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother, the, the lady said next to you, <laughs> thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. So that means they was mad and they, they didn't want to speak to them, right? Now watch what Jesus says. Use this in the fraternity and in anything. If you believe in Jesus, will you do what Jesus do? If you're a Christian? Okay, watch what Jesus did. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my what? And who is my what? Now watch this. You read the next one. And and he stretched. Oh, okay, in verse 49. It says, and he stretched forth his hands toward his disciples. Now, what do you say in, in verse 49? Keep going. Keep going. 
Now, can I ask you a question? Did he point it to his mama? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's right. Now, that means that bloodline don't mean nothing to Jesus. So if you become in a fraternity, Eastern Star, a.k.a., who is it? Well, whoever they are, it would be very difficult for you to accept them as your sister if they're not saved. So you would have to still call her Sarah. See, I got it in my family. My mother, my, uh, my aunt was a Delta. And I told her, you need to renounce that. Do you know how she died? Cancer. These secret organizations, when you make an oath to a person, they're supposed to be your sister forever. That ain't in the Bible. Because the Bible says, how can two come together and agree? You're going to agree with a person who don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you're going to call her your sister? Is that possible to be a Christian to do that? You got the picture? Now you got to make a choice. Don't do it. Because you're going to be locked into something that you're going to have to unlock yourself. And then that's a curse. Because you'll put a curse on yourself. I had to write a letter. I'll tell you off the air who the organization was because I'm trying to get my disability money from the VA. And I don't want no lawsuit on me. It's just, I'm going through it. I don't want no lawsuit on me, but I'll tell you. And I had another a person I want to tell you, audience, that there was a young lady who came to me three months ago in a fraternity. They told her to hang herself. I had to go to Valdosta State. You know what I said? I had to ride to Valdosta State because this girl was going to commit suicide. They go overboard with the ha hazing. They ain't nothing but punishing you just to be what they are. God doesn't does punish. When you accept Jesus, the Lord said, come on, let me whip your side of the head before you can become, become you be your savior. See, these are, these are human methods, and they're called doctrines of devils. And that's how I got out the, the Eastern Star. My uncle was a 32nd-degree Mason. Do you know that they have a tie with Satanism? Did you know that the founding fathers, you know who the founding father is? The, a, a, uh, Abraham, what's that, Thomas Jefferson? They weren't no Christians. They was Masons. Did you know that? All of them was Masons. That's against scripture. Eastern Star, the sisters of the Masons, and they throwing signs. And when they just throwing these signs, they doing throwing demons. I knew a guy got out of it, and they was gonna kill him because he didn't, he didn't have he didn't give a human sacrifice. These secret organizations that don't have God can become a cult because you're leaving God out, and then you're gonna say, "This is my sister." No, mm -mm. I got a physical brother don't even call me. A physical brother that don't even call me. You know why? I don't say Merry Christmas or Happy Easter. I ain't into none of that. And they got mad at me. I said, don't call me. Do you think I'm worried about calling them? If I never hear them again, if you can see me, you're not my brother unless you are Jesus of Nazareth and you are born again and accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you're my brother. I'm not praying to the Virgin Mary. I'm not saying Hail Mary full of grace. I was messed up with that. I had so many idols in me 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. That's not even the Bible. Those are demons, even in the church. Even when you go to hear the word of God, it's not even proclaimed the right way. Jesus cast out demons. Do you ever see anybody cast out demons in the church? Yeah, no, you ain't seeing that. You ain't going to see that because it takes some worry. I'll do it. But if they will go to these churches and get that money, they don't get nothing out of it. So don't do it. You look just like your mother. Oh, grown lady. I remember, I'm, I'm like, time is getting so fast. I remember when she was just a kid. Look at her. <laughs> Bigger than you. <laughs> it's good to see it. So stay away from secret organizations. And another thing that will cause you to not any understanding is that you have to have a desire to study the Bible. And I can't get this across to people. I have tried so hard and pulled out my heart. Please ask the Lord to forgive you and study. Don't depend on no one person. Tomorrow is the wrong day. This is the Sabbath. They're going to go to that man and they ain't going to hear nothing else. And then they're going to go all they can eat. Get fat, go home, put the Bible up, watch TV all week, and go right back today and go hear nothing. It's just, it's just foolishness. That's not fellowshipping with the Word of God. Study God's Word because when you study the Word of God, you become a threat to the devil. Again, when you study the Word of God, you become a threat to the devil. Well, how can you become a threat to the devil when you know the Bible? Well, let's look at a confrontation that Jesus had with, with the devil. He had a confrontation. They didn't have to fight. He just used words. And he won. How did he win? Because he knew the Bible. Well, where is this confrontation at? This is in the book of Matthew. Very simple. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after but a hungered. He was hungry. Anytime you're at your weakest moment, that's when the devil's going to attack you. But there's only one thing that can fend off the devil. I got a 40 caliber sitting right here. That's fend off gangsters and thugs that's going to try to come in my house. But I got something else that can fend off them is the word of God. And the word of God is the most powerful weapon that Christians have, but like it's the least that people uh, operate in. They don't study. When Jesus was tempted, he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And the devil left. Look how persistent Satan is. And if he's persistent with the Son of God, what are he going to be with you? In Matthew Four, verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered, said, It is written, Man shall live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He said, It was written. Here come the devil again trying to tempt him. And then again he's trying to tempt him. He's constant. And then the Bible said he left after three times. The Lord had to quote the word of God to the devil. The devil are real. Demons live in people, in society, in video games, in horror movies. Demons are everywhere. They are in the system of the Democratic, Republican parties, or principalities. Let me tell you, there's only one person that's going to be able to rule government according to the Bible. That's Jesus. 
He's going to rule the earth for 1,000 years. No Republican, no Democrat, they're not going to do it. Jesus, if you don't know the word of God, you will be subject to all types of tormenting uh, spirits. You need to know who you're dealing with. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood. I keep trying to say this to people. And what the bad thing is that when people go to these churches tomorrow, they just hear an excellency of speech, excellency of speech, or denominational living. It's not the full word. The full word is cast out demons, heal the sick, word of knowledge, laying hands on the sick, having power for your prayers to be heard, being able to put on the full arm of God. Some Christians don't even recognize it's an arm of God. Sometimes people tell me, I ain't never heard this before. I'm like, it's in the Bible. And it's so sad that people don't take the time to study. Tomorrow is not promised for you before I close. Do you know the Bible says that you like a vapor? You're a vapor. All of us are just a vapor. doesn't matter how old you are. You don't, age don't mean that you're a vapor. You can be here today and you can be gone tomorrow. Don't allow the time that you have on earth. Get yourself straight because it's going to get worse in 2024. It's going to get worse. The time's going to get worse. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The, I get so many phone calls from prosperity ministers. They dying out. People leaving those things now. People ain't, ain't, get, ain't got nobody got no money to get even into my $1,000 line. They didn't know where in the Bible. The Bible requires you to have tithes and offerings. I, I wouldn't want nobody buying me no Mercedes Benz. No, get, buy me a radio station, a TV station. I'll take that. I don't need no, I've died to things. But, and remember to invest in God while you are on earth. The Bible says, where ye know not what shall be up tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanish away. Bam, you're gone. I'm 62. I started this ministry when I was 42. 62. I'm 62. Hold you. you you're vaping too. Vape. Bam. Boy, you know you'll be 40 years old. And it will come so fast. Are you ready when you die? Can you say that? I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready? You don't know when the Lord's going to call you. Well, if you're saved and Jesus is your Lord and Savior, keep him in you. Watch who you fellowship. You young women, you pretty lady, leave these men alone. They ain't got no money. You ain't got no time for no babies. I'm going to tell you live on air, you're like a spiritual daughter to me. Leave these, these niggas alone. They ain't got nothing for you. Because once they lock you up, they're gone. And you don't want to be that. You ain't got, you all right? You ain't got no, none, of that, none of that is. No babies. Okay, okay. All right. Don't do that. Stay away from youthful love, second Timothy 222. Because these people ain't, society has, has changed so much now that if you say the wrong thing to a person, you'll get killed. The Bible says that there will be violence in the earth before Christ comes. Genesis 6:11, And there's violence. If you say the wrong thing, you're a nice looking lady. The Holy Spirit tell me to tell you something. When those guys trying to speak to you, just be nice. Don't say nothing rude because they can shoot you. Am I wrong or right? The Holy Spirit just told me to tell you that. Hey, babe, what's up? How you doing? Just be nice. Don't say, hey, nigga. They get mad because they got rejection in them. They don't have no father. They don't know who their daddy is. And for the black community, shame on you. Shame on you men, you black men or you white men that don't take care of your children and don't raise them up in the Lord. You got these young people, babies raising babies. 
You can't say you say the wrong thing with a person. They'll kill you out here. I'm pulled up to a gas station. I have my 40 on my side because I got a registered license to carry one. Oh, by the way, yes, I'm a born-again Christian, but I'm a former soldier, too, and I got that AK-47 up in the attic, 3,000 rounds. I'm ready. Ready. The dude told me, Unk, what's up, Unk? I said, man, what's, your, what's up with you? Oh, come on, let me, let me, let me, I said, man, don't come close to me. I don't know you. I pulled on him. He said, what? I, I used to be a gangster now. I wasn't all no preacher. Let me tell y'all something. They called me T-Money, okay? I sold cocaine. I ran guns. Don't, you see a deliverance minister, 60-year-old man talking about the Lord? I done been out there and done, done that. I sold dope. I sold crack cocaine. I ran guns. I, I, I'm a straight man. I ain't never had no man, but I would go into the transsexual clubs or whatever and sell my cocaine. Here, sell my dope for me. I made $1,500 a night up to three to $4,000 a night. Been out there, done that, did that. There is no peace without Jesus Christ. Now, you can go try it because I done done it all. I done ran guns. I remember I was so bold, the devil had me. So bold. I was so messed up. Them demons had me. So I always have to try to dark, dark women. I looked at that. I took my gun. So I'm going to get that woman. I pulled my gun on the man and said, Nigga, get up off this table. That's mine. Get up, get up before I shoot you. I threw $3,000 in the lap. I said, that again, baby. See, I done done and did all that. And, and the same demons back then are even worse today. People are doing anything for money. They lying. They're lying against their parents. They're having no respect for no parents. I saw a young man cuffed a woman out. I said, hey, man, what's up? Hey, uncle, stay out of this. I ain't stay. I ain't your uncle. Don't holler at your mama like that, man. You want to talk. So I'm from the street, and he ain't used to seeing an old man talk street. I know the street. I was out there. Ain't nothing out there. But I had to reach his level. I said, man, that's your mama. They don't even care about that nowadays. They don't care nothing about no ma'am, no ma'am. I say Miss Sister Kathleen, Miss Kathleen. They don't care nothing about ma'am. Man, please, the world is coming to an end. Serve the Lord. Put your trust in him. Don't be like the world. Be different. Greater than he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want to thank every one of you for listening to me here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. I want to thank Sister Kathleen Favors from here, a long-time member. Her daughter is a blessing to see her. Oh, she was a little kid, man. I'm old. Oh, boy, I'm old. But that's okay. I'm going to go out with the Lord. Amen. God bless all of you. So i see here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com. Be moving back permanently in Jamaica, 2025. I will be moving to Kingston, Jamaica permanently. I will not be back in the United States after 2025. I have Jamaican citizenship, and my ministry floors there. I lose a lot of weight. I love Jamaica. God bless you. We'll be back in Jamaica this January to visit. And I want to thank Pastor Earl White for coming on, Brother Jermaine Edwards, and all my friends in Jamaica. God bless you. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower hand of the icon, you can sow a seed to keep us on there. I want to thank all 17 nations from listening to us here, 3,226 listeners right now. God bless you. Shalom to you, and have a wonderful day. So how long are you going to be here?
It's hard, it's hard now for people to live there. It's hard for the people to live there. Your daughter looks just like you.
messed up. Hey. So mean his wife left her. He didn't tell me what he found out. I said, Lord, oh, you did something to that woman. He slapped that woman years ago. And when you slap, don't you, don't you let that man, I got to go back to the restroom because I'm on, I'm on fast. If, you, if any man hits you, I want you to call me. If you wait a father, then you call me. If a young man put his hand on you and hits you, you ride with me. Because I'm not coming with no Bible. <laughs> i tell you that right now. You see this here? I will I'll go to jail for you now. I'm going to put you. I'm going to pistol with his ass. <laughs> I'll be greater. You call me. I tell Brother John what you said. I tell him everything. See, you told me the truth. I found out that you lied on him. I'll tell him. Yeah, you need to tell that man that. And y'all don't need to go over that no more. You lied on that man. Who told you about that? But Who told you that? Nelson Dean? I figured that. I'll call him. I'll tell him. Yeah, that, that ain't true about that man. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's uh, messed up real bad. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 